Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Vayigash, Tavshin Ayin Beis. And we start the world post-Chanukah, Tavshin Ayin Beis, as we have just finished. Maybe at the end we'll have one thought related to this time of year as we look past the light of the Chanukah candles into the uh, next Kufa on the, on the Jewish calendar. We'll start off with one thought, actually go a little out of order. Later on in Perak Memhei, uh, after the speech that Yehuda makes coming forward and he puts his life on the line. He says, there's no way you can take Binyamin, take me instead. And Yehu, uh, Binya- Yosef cannot hold himself back. Mem perak mem hei pasak alaf. V'loyachal Yosef l'hit apek l'chal anisavim alav v'yikra hotziu kalish me'alai. Everyone leave! Yosef, I can't hold back! I can't hold back anymore! V'loamad ishito b'zvada Yosef alachav there was no man there. V'lo amad ish ito. There was no man there b'hisvada Yosef alachaf. When Yosef revealed himself, divulged the information of his identity to his brothers, there was no man there. Vayitenes kolo bevchi vayishmu misraim vayishma beis paro, and he said, Ani Yosef haod avi chai. As we will get to uh, a little later. Cesar Bavram Shor halak avalibuf. There's a Gemara in Shabbos that kufyut tesam an aluf. Where the Gemara says, Rabba Barav Huna, source number one, Ikla Lebe Rabba Barav Nachman. Rabba Barav Huna visited the house of Rabba Barav Nachman. It was a Shabbos. Krivule Tlasavitachi. They brought very fancy meat to the, to the table on Friday night. Amr Lahusi, he says to them, to his hosts, Miaviyaditun da Atina. Did you know that I was coming? That's where you have such fancy food out. Did you know? How did you? Did you get a message beforehand? You got a you got a, an SMS that somebody he was on his way. So Amru Leno, Miadifas Lan Mina, are you greater than it? Than what? Rashi explains there. Klum atachashuvlanu min hashabis, lekavet Shabbos yichananum. V'lo yinu yodim shetavo. No, it's Shabbos. It's not just the guests on Shabbos. That itself is enough to be so chashuv that we make these delicacies. Explains Reb Tzadok, who preached Tzadok, who chiyach min gemara zu, ki inyan suudah Shabbos, who kamo hamaarech tamar chacham b'soch beiso. A suudah Shabbos is something very special. It's something very unique. It's the highest level of suudah. Like the Gemara says, when somebody has tamar chacham, somebody houses and feeds a tamar chacham in his house, it's like a very special guest. And if we, if we would be having the Gadol Adar, the Posek Adar in our house, we would right, uh, hold back nothing, we'd get the fanciest meat and the fanciest this, and we'd set the table, everything would be perfect for the fanciest human guest. So what about Shabbos? Shabbos is no less. That's the special quality of a Seudah Shabbos. Line 15, It's like a carbon. It's like a carbon. That's what happens at a special Suda Shabbos. What did that have to do with our Pasuk? But Parsha, say no on my next paragraph. Yosef Atzadik, Yosef says, when he cannot hold himself back, There was no man there. What's the emphasis of there was no man there? So some of the Achronim quotes of Rabbi Shore say that there was no men there but there were malachim there. Ha'alshech ha'kadosh mefarish, ki rak anoshim hotziu misham, aval ha'malachim, shahaya yotziv ha'tzadik ragil, shahayu omdim etzlo, kamo gavriel u'michael heim nisharu. There was no man there. No malachim. The malachim stayed inside. They heard, they heard him uh, reveal himself. But he quotes from the Shemi Shmuel, it says, no, 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 not even the malachim. Yosef was totally alone with the brothers. No other being, man or angel, was allowed to be there when he revealed himself. We know that from a couple of weeks ago. He met an Ish. Who was the Ish? Malach Gavriel. He told him, started this whole story. Why then did even the Malachim have to leave when Yosef revealed himself to his brothers because there was a special moment in the relationship. 
that was about to take place. An exclusive moment just for Yosef and his brothers. An intense feeling of love that was about to overtake them. A lot of feelings. Love, remorse. I can't believe it's you. Such an intense feeling. It's got to be alone. No other being allowed. Not even a Malach was there. And says the Rav Shor now, Yosef and his brothers, the Shifte Ka, coming back to each other, is a symbol of Klal Yisrael coming together. Maybe when Hashem reveals Himself to us and say, I'm here, I'm a Kodesh Baruch Hu, where have you been? That special intense connection that Yosef and his brothers had, that's what Klal Yisrael have with Hashem, Dafka on Shemini Yatzeres. Why Shemini Yatzeres? As we know, Hashem says, All the previous days of Sukkot have karbanos that symbolize the other nations of the world. Today, just you. Just you and me. We don't even need mitzvos. We don't even need Dalamin and we don't need a sukkah. We have nothing today. Just you and me. Just the relationship itself. That's what Shemini Yatzeret symbolizes. The unique, intense relationship between Hashem and HaKadosh Baruch. And still, what does it have to do with the Gemara, the Pasik? The finishing touch. Next paragraph. What have we said so far? Just to uh, summarize till now. Yosef and his brothers meeting. That is an intense moment that not even the Malachim are allowed to be there. That's the symbol of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael coming together at various moments in history. And now he says, what about every Shabbos? The Velt, the world asks a simple question. On Friday night we come home from Shul and we know the Gemara tells us that Malachim accompany us home. On Friday night we walk in, if the table is set, the Malachim say to us, oh, it should be this way next week too. If the table's not set, the Malachim say, oh, it should be this way next week too. Right? So whatever we did, the Malachim are going to give us that bracha. So that's why we say Shalom Aleichem. Who do we say Shalom Aleichem to? To the Malachim. Blachem L'Shalom. Welcome. It's great to have you. Baruchuni L'Shalom. That itself is somewhat controversial. Gerakuyeska bracha. Okay. Baruchuni L'Shalom. But then we say, Tzeischem L'Shalom. Why do we want them to leave? Let them stay for the meal. That's tutsafut. You didn't set ta- you didn't have enough food for them. What do we what do we ask the malachim to leave for? It's Aischan Lashalom. I once knew a family that didn't say it. Tseischan Lashalom. Rav Avram Shor tells us. Unbelievable. Why do we say Tseischan Lashalom? Malachim, it's great to have you. You know what? Now it's time for just me and God. Shabbos is intensity, just the Jew and Akadish Baruchu, not even the Malachim. Stay at the Jews' table. After the Malachim come, and they accompany him to his house. When the Jew is about to make Kiddush, that's like, I haven't seen you all week. Where have you been? It's like Yosef and his brothers coming back together and the Malachim had to leave. So too, the Malachim have to leave. It was great having you, but now I'm with HaKadosh Baruch Right? That's the, and he quotes the Rashi in Parshas Balak, where Bilam says that Kla Yisrael are even closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than the Malachim. That's Shabbos Kodesh. That's the special, like the Gemara we started off with. What's this all special food for? We're having special guests tonight? No, it's Shabbos. That's why we have special food. It's unique. It's the unique time for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be together with his nation. Line 26. Line 
Hasuda. Right? We're with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How this should impact what we talk about at the Shabbos meal. How this should impact how we behave ourselves at the Shabbos meal. Right? Not even the Malachim can be with us. It's just us and HaKadosh Baruch That's Yosef revealing himself to his brothers. That gets us, gets us rolling tonight. Okay. Another idea related to this experience and this event Again, page two, the psukim. Now we'll read a couple of psukim. Yosef can't hold himself back. Everybody has to leave. He lifts up and he cries. Arguably, arguably the most emotional moment in the entire Torah that we read about at the beginning of this week's parsha. I don't know if you think about the other. I guess Matan Torah was also pretty uh, emotional, Kriyas Yamsuf, but uh, on a personal level. A personal level. This is uh, could be the most emotional moment in the, the entire Torah. They hear about it. And the brothers couldn't answer. And then he says, "Come closer." Don't be upset. Don't be angry. It was all part of the divine plan. Similar idea. Why so secretive? Okay, we just had a Kabbalistic uh, idea of it's the it's the unity of Yosef and his brothers, but on a more practical level, why is it, they're going to find out in five minutes anyway? Why so secretive? And they're saying they're going to find out. Im lefnei doro Rabbi Akiva ben Yosef lo yadu kulam lo matziva Yosef ben Yaakov lo hotzi es kol omdim ala bezvadu alachiv. We know a little later in history, even right then, but later in history, everybody knew that the brothers sold Yosef Atzadik. Yosef, the teenager at the time. So why did Yosef do it? Everybody's going to find out. Right? The prosecutors and the emperors that violated and that created the situation of the Asara Haruge Malchus, which we know according to various sources. They came and they said to Rabbi Yishmael and all the other great Tanayim, ten brothers told Yosef. They knew already. They're going to find out anyway. Line 7. Kedei lo liftach pelasatan. Yada Yosef. Sha'asur lo lahagid b'fnei zarem klapeechav. Ani Yosef achechem asher mechartem osi mitzrayma. Yosef knew that it would come out. But those around us, and says that Yonashal Torah, a Yisod Gadol, in the world around us, in every generation, they don't need ammunition to do things and to think badly against the Jews. Yosef did his best to try to protect the name of the Jewish people. Ki azarim she'enam avim es b'nei Yisrael el asonim otam yimsu bazeh elaliz nakel lahem. No matter what we do, the chov, that the umos ha'olam and the nations around us, if they're looking for something against the Jews, against the state of Israel, against anything, they will find a little bit and take it and run with it. That's human nature. Maybe that's part of the Rashi and Vayishlach, Ace of Sony Liakov. It's part of the Bria that any little stain that a Jew might do and violate, it will be taken. And he points out something fascinating. First he quotes... The piyut related to the Asara Haruge Malchus, the Karala Asara Chachamim Gedolim. We know this story. He called to the ten great rabbis. Ga Nam Ayevu Seichem Asher Achayhem Machruhu Laarchas Yishmaelim Sacharuhu Ubaadna Alayim Nasnuhu Just for shoes. Viatem Kablu Din Shamayim Aleichem. They weren't. They didn't pay for it. So I'm going to punish you. Kimi Meavu Seichem Lo Nimsa Kachem. There's nobody. Nobody been as great as you. Tanaim. The tragic story of Ela Ezkara says that Yonashel Shel Torah, Verfirer, Yosef didn't want to give any extra ammunition. Yes, it was going to become known, but whatever was in his power, he did. Maybe they wouldn't catch certain details. They don't have to hear every little, every little bit of the truth 
if it puts Am Yisrael in the Shvatim in a negative light. Line 20. Saru Shalesav, he sits Betara, Upagaba, Sarah Chachamim Gedolim, Asara Harugi Malchus. Lolachinam, Hotziu Chachamenu Zalmish Patamalav. Akum Shaosik Betara Chayamisa. They're not allowed to look in our Torah. Why? Anjou is not allowed to learn Torah. Anjou wants to do 246, 246. Mrs. Asay, he can. Two Shabbos and Talmud Torah, he can't. Why not? So they're psukim in the, in the Gemara. Why they can't teach Torah. But part of it is, says Rebbe Tzion Fuhrer, because it's going to be misused. And it's going to be taken and used against us. Kisar They're not trying to be enlightened and inspired by it. That the Torah is false, that the Torah is, is um, foolish, and he will bring to us very negative attitudes. You read the story of Mitzrayim. So yes, the brothers sold Yosef. But what about Yosef supporting and sustaining the entire world? What about that element of the story? What about that fact that Yosef saved the entire civilization from Mitzrayim radiating out? Yosef saved the world! What about that detail of the story? No, no, no. The Umos Ha'olam take any chov of a singular individual and blame the klal. Any zechus of any individual, it remains of the individuals. That's the nature of those around us. Kach line 38. Kach darko shal Esav shosik batorah. Ez zechusam shal Yisrael ain hu ro'eh. It's the same story. Look what Yosef did. It doesn't matter. That's Yosef. Why should, what does that have to do with you? So what are the brothers? Having sold Yosef has to do with me. Oh, no, no. Chovos. That'll hold against everybody. Ez zechusam shal Yisrael ain hu ro'eh. Hu ro'eh rak es chovasam. Zuchuso shall achan mi Yisrael, ain't a zuchusam shall call Yisrael. Vilu chovaso shall achan mi Yisrael, he chovasam shall call Yisrael. That's what happens. That's what happens on the front page of all the newspapers in every generation. Anything negative about the Jewish people gets a lot of press. Positive, maybe page 23 on the bottom corner. But that's been going on all the way since Mitzrayim, and that's why Yosef did what he could. Obviously, they'll find it and they dug up the dirt and they were able to use it against us. But as much as we could do, says Rebbe Tzion Fuhrer, that's, that's what we try to do. That is the Derech of Esav and that is what we have to try to protect ourselves from. It continues to discuss in terms of who actually sold Yosef, which are the brothers. Um, feel free to look at the continuation. Okay, but now we'll move on. Well-known idea that we mentioned a couple of years ago. We're going to have a similar idea, but in different words. Source number three. Again, we're going to have a lot of focus on this event. Yosef says to his brothers, Ani Yosef I am Yosef. Is my father still alive? They could not answer him. Because they were scared Nivhal, they were scared, they were confused. Famous Medrash, Abba Kohen Bardala Omar, Oy Lanu Miyomadin, Oy Lanu Miyomatochecha. Woe to us from the day of judgment, woe to us from the day of rebuke. Why? What does this Pasuk have to do with being scared of Yomadin? Yosef, Ktanan Shel Shashvatim Haya. Yosef was younger than his ten older brothers. And they couldn't answer him. They had nothing to say. When the day comes, and God will rebuke each of us according to our own potential. Surely we should be scared and nervous and worried. And the famous question that the it's known as the Beis Halevi's question on the Medrash is what's what's the rebuke here? Yosef didn't say anything to them. Yosef just said, "I am Yosef. Is my father alive?" And they couldn't answer him. Where's the tochacha? He didn't say, "I can't believe you did this." I can't believe. Where's the tochacha in the pasuk? Kvar Amdu says Rashi Weiss. 
כבר עמדו חכמי המוסר המיימר זה וכי איזה דברי תוכחה שמעו האחר מפי יוסף. יוסף wasn't giving a מוסר שמוס here, was he? ועלה לא הוכיחם, לא ישרם בדברים, what they say? What he say to them? He's just revealing himself. And the answer given is based on another question. How could Yosef ask, Ka'od Avichai, earlier in the same conversation, Yehud already told him that his father was alive. So there has to be something deeper here. So the Beis HaLevi was a couple years ago, now we go with the Minchas Asher. Rav Asher Weiss, line 5. V'nir Mizeh, it appears, I didn't give you the footnote, but in the footnote he says, whenever we talk about the Shvatim, we have to realize we're talking about the Shif Teka, we're talking about Sadike Elio, we can't even fathom how what who they were. But on our own level, our own level, the Torah wants us, the Torah wants us to understand the Torah on our own level. V'nir Abazeh, Dezeh Achein Omek Hatochacha, this is the depth of what Yosef was saying to them. Lo b'chart suvos l'asho, not with something sharp off of the tongue. Lo b'shutim v'lo ba'akrabim shol mochiach b'shar. He's not using sharp words, but it's a sharp message. V'lo b'shari gehenim shol posecha mochiach l'vnekal shomav. He's not scaring them with with gehenim open up in front of them. Ela be'emes habrura v'hapshuta hanigles l'vnei ha'adam. You know what the scariest thing is? The truth. The MS. That's the scariest thing that we can be faced with. And there will be no other place to run. In other words, it's what we do all the time. What do we do? It's the derech of people. We are constantly running away. We're running away. What are we running away from? I'm running from my from myself. I'm running from God. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running from doing other things. From our inner voice that's telling God to do something. That's telling me don't get angry. That's telling me. Do this, do that, get out of bed, whatever the case may be. That inner voice. And sometimes we just run away from it. And sometimes we don't let it direct our, our actions and our lives. Get up! Turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Fulfill our potential. That's what's constantly being told to us by our own neshama. We run down so many different paths, looking, thinking that we're running towards something. We're really running away from something. Line 15. But ultimately, there will come a time, that's the message, there will come a time where there will be no more running. There'll be such a loud and silent at the same time. Sound. We won't be able to run from it. And all we'll be able to say is, When the truth hits us, and we should all be zocheh, to that truth mirroring our lives. But sometimes there are situations where it's not. We're not 100%. Ach, Yosef, if it happened to the Shvatim, it could happen to each person. For 22 years, they had this, this pit in the bottom of their stomach. Imagine, they lived their lives, but whenever there, there are sometimes certain topics that each of us have our own little topic, whatever comes up, we get this pit in our stomach. Like whenever like, this person is discussed, this topic is discussed, all of a sudden we're like, we're like feel sick. And we feel like, we hate talking about it. We, we know we have to sometimes, but it's, it like makes us, makes us feel, feel ill. So that, that's what probably happened for 22 years. Whenever, when they saw Yaakov said, at the, whenever it was, he said, oh, I miss, Yo, miss Yosef, whatever it is, they probably were sick for 22 years. But they never did anything about it. May Oz Oso Yomar 
Shabo Hishlichu Labar from the day that they threw him into the pit. They ignored their brothers' cries. They ignored the feelings of the tsar that Yaakov was going to be in. They didn't say a word. They didn't do anything about it. They went about their daily lives. They went about it. Right? Why did they go look for Yosef? They saw their, what, 10 years? Wasn't enough? Why did they do something? No, it was, they were running away from that voice. That MS that they knew. They knew deep down, but they were covering it up. They were pushing it down. That sublime feeling that they couldn't, they, they, didn't, they didn't let it come to the surface. They brought him all together. This sham, when they didn't even realize it, they came face to face with the MS. Nifkeshu, the MS that they've been running away from for 22 years, hit them in the face with two words, Ani Yosef. That's it. Haot Avichai. Be'emes nifkashim heim ima emes v'hanora. They couldn't. They couldn't answer. Nifhalu mipanav. And that's v'kachu b'chayei kol echad v'echad oi lono miyoma dino lono miyoma tochecha. That's the message. That's the message of the Medrash. Same idea suggested. Actually, let's just finish this point and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll spread out. He continues in the next paragraph. They even had svaras. They even had defenses for what occurred. Let's read it. Many times we have excuses. We have good excuses. I, I need to do this. I need to do that. Whatever we come up, we can come up with. When it's about somebody else, though, we don't have any excuses. When it's about ourselves. We can come up with all the excuses in the book. We can be down, down, we're great at being down the kafschus ourselves. We are great. About ourselves, we, we do an amazing job. To work on others. So it says, Rav Asher Weiss, We call it in the name of Torah, in the name of, of some positive mitzvah. We come up with excuses. And again, he says, it started with the brothers. The first Shvatim, the Shvatim, and we all come from the Shvatim. Next page. They threw him into a pit with snakes and scorpions. They sold him to the Ishmaelim. And what did they do? They came up with all different svaras. Line four. Danuka Rodev. He's a Rodev. He's... Um, He's causing us problems. Umoser, he's, he's tattletelling, tattletelling on us. We discussed uh, last week and two weeks ago, you know, the different svaras, what they thought. He's ruining the Klal Yisrael. He can't be a leader. He's not fit for the for leadership. Osha Dunukanavi Sheker. Al-Chala Mosav Al-Dvarev. He's a false prophet. Right, we're never going to bow down to him. Danumor Bamalchus. Right, all these svaras. But it's not the MS. Even to the brothers. Even after they, the whole process starts. They don't, they don't say we were wrong. They don't at that moment. But it's still, they say, we're upset, we're, we did something wrong, we don't listen to the, our brother's cries. But the Iker Maisa, they didn't, they didn't uh, retract on. All the way until, the message of that Pasuk is for our lives. Our lives. That's the MS trying to be objective as much as we can with the truth. Same idea is suggested by a number of the Baalei Machshava on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, we know the Minak of Klai Yisrael to blow a hundred kolos. hundred kolos. Why a hundred? Right, it could be Yotze with thirty minimum. I mean, thirty itself is pushing it, but we need to do thirty. Because it says the word true in the Torah, we don't know what a trua is. Whether it's a, what we call a shvarim, or what we call a trua, or whether what we call a shvarim trua. So we have to do all of them to try to be safe. And it says it three times. Okay. Why a hundred? So there's a Yerushalmi that says that Sisra's mother cried a hundred cries, 
And therefore, we blow a hundred kolos. Right? That's the medrash. Menachem Kasher, in one of his svarim, in Tarsh Shleiman, Parshas Vayera says, maybe there was a misprint. Maybe it wasn't like, aim uh, sisra, aim sara, he says. Because after all, what does sisra have to do with Rosh Hashanah? It's sara. Sorry, made with the Akeda, she cried before she died. Okay, but that's Rav Kasher. But 99% of Mepharshim, for the past hundreds of years, have come up with many, many different um, explanations why we're remembering the mother of Sisra, the mother of, a, of an anti-Semitic murderer general from Navi on Rosh Hashanah. So one of the answers suggested, I think I heard this from Rabbi, Rabbi Aaron Khan the first time many years ago, he said, if you look at the Pesukim in Navi, the mother of Sisra is described in Shiraz Dvorah. Pasuk says, I didn't bring it with me, Pasuk says that she's looking out the window and she's waiting for her son to come home. Where's my little Sisra? And everybody's telling her, don't worry about it, he's coming, he has a lot of booty, he's getting a lot of women, don't worry, she's coming, he's coming. But slowly, slowly, as the sun started going down, all the excuses started falling away. And he, she realized that he was not coming back. Said Rabbi Khan, she came face to face with the MS. She realized all the excuses in the book fall away. He's not coming back. He's not getting booty. He's not getting spoils. And that's what she realized. That's what Rosh Hashanah is about. Rosh Hashanah is about coming face to face with, with the truth, without any of the excuses, without any of the defenses that we give to ourselves. Doing what we want to do. I want to do this. I want to live my life this way. I, I need to accomplish it. And I need to do it today. Not tomorrow. I want to set up this Seder. I want to work on this Midah. Whatever it is, we just have to do it. That's Rosh Hashanah. That's Aim Sisra. And that's Ani Yosef Ha'odavichai. One can even relate that there are many, there are many chasimos on the Jewish calendar. We think Yom Kippur is a chasima. Right? That's really the ultimate. Right? Uh, but there are those who say, Ah, oh, Hoshana Rav is also a chasima. Okay, we got a little extra time. And others say, Ah, oh, Shmini Yatzaris, maybe it's a chasima. But if you really, really, really want to stretch it, Zos Chanukah, the last day of Chanukah is for sure the end of the process. Purim is, is pre-Pesach. That's the next one. Tu B'Shvat. But Chanukah is, is, is the latest you're going to get. So as we round out from Rosh Hashanah, you want to go all the way to Zos Chanukah, which were still Zos Chanukah in, uh, in Chutz Aretz. The last day of Chanukah, you can say this is this is the message that we have to internalize. To internalize the message of, of being true to ourselves, true to who we want to be, true to what we want to accomplish. And that's the message of Ani Yosef Ha'od Avi Chai, according to Rav Weiss. Okay. Moving right along. Parak Memhei, Yosef speaks to his brothers, and he says, okay, it's time to go back to Yaakov. I have to go back to Yaakov, Perak Memhei, Pasik Chaf Hei, towards the end of the Perak. So they come back, they come back to Yaakov. And they tell him, they tell him saying, actually I put this, yeah, I did this on, you're going to go in this order because that's how it is on the sheet. They go to their father saying, Yosef is alive and he is a ruler in Egypt. Yaakov's heart skipped a beat. He couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. It is not clear, interestingly, does not say ever in the Torah that Yaakov found out exactly what happened. Does not say that. They said, Yosef's a Mitzrayim, you believe it? I, wow! Did Yaakov ask? So how did he get there? Did Yaakov ever ask Yosef how he got there? If the brothers, oh, I don't know, we have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Interesting, the Torah leaves out that detail. But what did the brothers tell Yaakov? Two points. Yosef's alive and he's Moshel. By Dabrui love, it's called Debrei Yosef Asher Diver Alehem, all the words of Yosef. By Yares Galos. Those famous Agalos, which we'll talk about soon, he is revived. Yisrael, Rav Od Yosef Yisrael now, instead of Yaakov. 
But Yisrael, Yaakov says, Yosef's alive. I'm going to go see him before I die. The brothers told Yaakov two points. What they say? Yosef is alive and he is a ruler in Egypt. What does Yaakov react to? Yosef's alive. I'm going to go see him. Says Pincus, Source 5. What do you learn from that? What, ya- what, Yo- what Yisrael slash Yaakov reacted to out of the two factors that were told. The brothers told Yaakov two things. Number one, Od Yosef Chai. Number one, that he is alive. He's alive means he's not just physically alive, but he's alive and well. Meaning he's a... Uh, He's a Jew. He's acting like a Jew. They told Yaakov, he's, he's a, he's a Yerei Shemayim. He's strong in his Torah beliefs. And number two, and he's got a great position. He's a partner in the firm. What is Yaakov happy about? Yaakov as the parent Yaakov as the father. What does he react to? He's alive and he's a tzaddik. That's all I need to hear. It doesn't really interest me, his gashmius physical position. What's most important to a parent is the spiritual stature of their child. And that's what he reacted to. The brothers told him. They said both things. Yaakov was like, no, listen. I don't really care about the second element. It's nice, but that's not the Iker. The Iker is the spiritual element. Anybody have to speak out of Simcha this week? This is, this is, the, this is the Vart of the Week for the Simcha. Right, and these children have given nachas in the spiritual realm to their parents, and the bar mitzvah boy, and you know, and uh, any anything you gotta feel free to relate it. The imkain el or the parents, they've always this is what they look for in their children. Okay, the imkain el chav erenu b'terem amos imchas v'shalom hayo yoremi said kolo aidi rotelero that pan avod avokivenshu tzadik chay el chav erenu. What makes me excited and what makes me thankful says Yaakov. Is that he's chai? He's alive in his ruchnius. The Torah teaches us from the zakain, as we mentioned a couple of years ago, the first person to be, to be called zakain in the Torah, in the in midrashim, is Yaakov Avinu. The first person to have a relationship with his grandchildren is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov learned with Yosef's children in Mitzrayim. The Torah tells us. So he was the first one. So he is the prototype. Of a parent and a grandparent for all of us. What what gives and what should give the greatest nachas to parents? Okay, parents are worried about their children and they want them to be comfortable and to have enough enough what to eat. But the most important element that a parent thinks about and needs to think about is the spiritual welfare of their child first and foremost. When is the nachas? Nachas, nachas ruach is when That's what a parent looks for. When a parent davids on Rosh Hashanah, what do they ask for? Maybe they ask for their own parnasa. It is for their own parnasa. But the ikkar is that the children f- should follow Baderach HaTorah. Because if they ask for their own parnasa, they'll give their kids. But at least for their, for their children, for their children, I want to go see ya- Yosef because he's chai. An amazing diak. The brothers say two things. Yaakov only reacts to one. And that is why, says Rav Pincus, it's so important to lay the groundwork in the education that we give our children when they're younger. And again, as we've said, the rest of the Siyat HaDashmai is out of our hands. We have to put in our effort and the rest is Siyat HaDashmai, but that is, what's, that is what the focus is. That is what the focus is to a Jewish parent.
I'm sorry, that one was a little out of order. Going back a couple of psukim, Perak Memhei, earlier. Ya- Yosef and Binyamin. Pasuk Yud Gimel. Bring my father down. He falls on his brother's neck and he cries. And Binyamin cries on his shoulders. They cry. Chazal pick up on the fact that there's a little diuk in the Pasik. What's the diuk in the Pasik? We'll talk about it soon. But Chazal say, Rashi quotes it. What are they crying about? They're not just crying with emotion. They're crying about a future event. Yosef is crying on Binyamin's shoulders. Why? Tzavarei. Tzavrei. Tzavrei. Well, how many necks does Binyamin have? Tzavrei. Right? That's necks. That's the problem Chazal had. He's crying on his necks, Al Shnei Mikdashos Sha'asidin Liyos Bechalkoshel Binyamin. Fasofan Licharev. Yosef is crying about the two Bati Mikdash that he sees in Binyamin's Chelek. We know Binyamin and Yehuda border went straight through the base of Mikdash. That's why the southeast corner of the base of Mikdash didn't have a didn't have a corner, didn't have a karen on the bottom. It went straight, it was cut off because the entire Mizbech had to be in Sheva Binyamin, based on an unculus in Parsha's Vayechi, I think. Maybe in Zosabracha. Anyway, so Binyamin had the entire base of Mikdash. So says uh say Chazal, Yosef is crying because he saw the Bati Mikdash that would be destroyed. And Binyamin was crying. Why was he crying? Al Mishkan Shilo. Shilos Bachelkosho Yosef is Shiloh, the Mishka, for 369 years, was going to be in Yosef's portion. Binyamin sees that in the future, and he cries. This is the Rashi that we're all familiar with. Two points. Number one, says of Sternbach. I'm sorry, I forgot to uh, write it in there. Put it in, that uh, little piece underneath uh, Rapinka says of Sternbach, right? 6a. That could be, uh, that's Tam Vadas. Says of Sternbach, quoting Rashi. V'zehu chacha this reflects the Tzidkus. Yosef and Binyamin, imagine the hug they wanted to give to each other. But they're not just focused on the personal love that they have for each other. They're focused on the Ruchnius elements. Right? Similar to Yaakov Avinu saying Kriyashma later in the Parsha. At moments of intense love, they channel it. They channel it to Ruchnius. So, Achachal Tzidkusam Shal Ashvatim, Shay Yosef Ubinyamin, Gamba Eshin Zvadu Achachal Rose, so many years, Yadu Lishlot Berik Shosayim, Vachomach Shosayim, Hayu Nesunos, Lenyanim Ruchaniim Bilvad. Okay. But there's another element. Simple question. They're each crying about the other one's, right, tragedy. Yosef is crying about the Bate Mikdash, Binyamin is crying about the, about the Mishkan. Ask the Lubavitcher Rebbe in Source 7. Why were they crying about the other, stra- the other ones and not crying about themselves? Why, weren't they, why wasn't Yosef crying about the Mishkan? Why wasn't Binyamin crying about the Bati Mikdash? They were crying about each other's tragedy. Why weren't they crying about their own tragedy? Right, they're focusing on the future, but they're only focusing on the others? Beautiful question. Why did Yosef and Binyamin cry over the sanctuaries which were to be destroyed in each other's territory and not over the destruction that was to occur in their own territories? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. I'm sorry, it's a little light. I'll, 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 I'll mention it. They each knew that their own descendants and their own tragedies were based on Bechirachavshis. Based on the actions of their descendants in their chalakim, in their nachla. And that's not something to cry about because it's up to us. It's biadenu. Somebody else's sara that is not in my control, I could cry about that. And I could be sad about that. And I could be pained over that. But the problems that I create, so I got to work on myself. I'm going to sit there and cry. I got to work on it. Bechir achashis. So they didn't cry about their own tragedy because that was based on their own actions. And that's their own Bechir Achashis. That's not something to cry about. Somebody else's situation, somebody else's tragedy, that's something to cry about. Eliminating other people's problems ultimately depends on the other person's own free will. 
Friends can help with their prayers and advice, but the person himself must take the necessary action. Right? Yosef and Minyamin perceived that they were, I don't know the original here, that they have, you can look at it in the original, they had sympathy, they had feelings for, for the other. But themselves, it's all in their own hands. And therefore, there's nothing to cry about. Uh, the responsibility was to rest on their own shoulders and they had to stand tall and accept that responsibility. That's why they only cried about the others. But their own? No, no, it's my choice. It's my actions. i got to be responsible for it. Okay. Getting back to those famous agalos, those famous wagons. We continue now back to the Pasuk before Ravi. Perak Memhei Pasuk Chavzayin. The brothers told Yosef all of that. The brothers told Yaakov all that Yosef told them. They see the agalos, they see the wagons, and all of a sudden Yaakov's ruach gets uplifted and revived. And the question, obviously, Chazal asks is, what were these? What were these magical agalos? He saw agalos, wagons, make Yaakov so excited. But he sees a lot of food, and it was a famine. He was excited. So Rashi quotes Chazal that this is a, an allusion to the Parsha of, you switch around the Nekudos a little bit, that's the godless of a Torah not having Nekudos, the Tshuva's Radvaz. Radvaz writes in a Tshuva, one of the reasons that a Torah does not have Nekudos is so that we can darshan it and learn so many different things from the words. It leaves it open. So it just means you've got to be a good Balkore. But it leaves it open so that we can uh, learn a lot of different things from it. So here, if you look at the Torah, it says like Agolos, but you can also read it as Egla, not wagons, but cows. Eglas. So it could be referring to Egla Arufa. The sugya, the topic of the anonymous corpse. A corpse found between two cities. You don't know who, who, um, who was responsible. So you go to the closest city and you have a whole ceremony of the elders coming out and saying it wasn't our fault. We didn't let him go without uh, giving him Leviah. That's Egla Arufa. That was the last topic that Yaakov and Yosef were discussing. Rashi quotes. And therefore this was a message Yosef was giving to Yaakov, his father, Abba. I remember the last topic we were discussing. Right, like the Gemara says in Brachas, you should never leave somebody elamitoch dvar halacha. Right, that's what that way you will, you all remember that. So what's the message of Egla Rufa? Well, a couple of years ago we discussed from Nissan Alpert. He had one message in terms of uh, responsibility. Let's see what Rav Yosef the Chaim Yekornitzer says. Two ideas. Two ideas. Nira Lee. Line four. Amasha pirashti hanusuch sha'amru. As I've, I explained in the past. We didn't spill this blood. Please atone for your nation that you redeemed. Asher Padisa. Strange Lashon. Asher Padisa? What does Yisrael Mitzrayim have to do with this? Right? Give Kapara. Why is the Nusuch of Egla Arufa mentioned? You see us, Mitzrayim, please give kapara for this nation that you took out. Veniris, as of Yosef Dechemia, in his classical, creative way. We didn't have too many Zechuyas in Egypt. We weren't involved in too many mitzvahs. Okay, he gave us a couple of mitzvahs to do, to have something. But he didn't really redeem us because we deserved it at the moment. It was Hashem Ha'asid. It was the potential. It was the potential that he saw in us. I know you're going to accept it. I could see Nasev and Ishma. We had Bechira, but he knew about it. Nasev and Ishma. That was Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. It was Hashem acting based on potential. Based on the future. Think back to Parshas Bracious. What does Hashem say to Kayin? Call Demei Achichat The voice of the bloods of your brother. What do you mean bloods? Blood. What's Demei Achicha? Right. So what does that mean? It meant all his future generations, not just him, but it was all the potential that you cut off Kayin. That's what's crying to me, and that's who's crying to me. This this corpse, this anonymous corpse that's lying there, you're not only responsible for this corpse, 
but it's all the future people that would have come out. Like Rashi quotes by Kayin. It's all the potential. What do you mean? Who focuses on potential? Kaper la'amcha asher padisa. Yitzhiya spitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch took us out based on our potential. So use the kanim, ziknei ha'ir. Also have to realize it's all about, it's not only what you see in front of you, but it's the potential lost. That's, that's what we need kapara for. And now we get to the story. Vihine line 18. Bine Yaakov ba'u va'amru. Od Yosef chai b'tzidko chayim aruchaniyim. They tell Yaakov he is still a tzaddik. Vahainu. Vihigadatem lo'aviyat kol kvodi v'asashari isem. Tell Yaakov what you saw. Yerashamayim b'beisi. Levan yertzeg amlavoylai. Tell him what you saw in my house. Yosef tells his brothers. V'yamnam. Imlo ya'amin. And if he doesn't believe any of this, which he probably won't, how would Yaakov believe? There were no other Jews in the entire world. There was nobody else following the Torah in the entire world. They weren't even following the Torah. Following God. There were no other monotheists. Who else was there? And they were in Egypt. Egypt was the worst. Erebus Haaretz. Yosef's been in Egypt for 20 years and he's still only Betzidko? It's crazy. So Yosef says, tell him. And if he doesn't believe it, Egla Arufa. Egla Arufa. The future. Mikan Lahaba. It's the potential. Lo Yamin, Amnam Lu Yamin. Yaskiru Bajaz Egla Arufa. Teach him, uh, remind him of the part of Egla Arufa. Kitzarak Listakal Basidos. You gotta go to the future. Vimamnam Yosef Chata. Even if he thinks that Yosef is sin, that he's not what Yosef what he used to be, which he is. But if he even doesn't believe me, Mikomakom still tell him to come down to Mitzrayim. Ulayish tikfu laban of Acharav lehisgad of the Torah of Yerat Shemaim im Yaakov Yisham. At least come take care of the grandchildren. If you think that there is no hope, but that's Egla Rufa is about future potential lost. Yitzias Mitzrayim. Hashem took us out because of potential. Interestingly, that was later in history. The Kenisa lemitzrayim. Here, Yosef says. Come based on potential also. The Kenisa Limitzrayim and the Yitzia Mimitzrayim later on. First idea of Rabbi Yosef Nechemia relating to Egla Rufa. Then he has a second idea. Va'o Nirali Lafarish. A second idea. Esa Medrashanal. Kiba Egla Arufa Ksivu Madu Elarim Akrovas Alachalal. Va'ir Akrova Hutzracha Kapara, as we know, you measure. You go by the closest city. Why? Is that purely because probability is that it came from this city? No, there's something deeper. There's a certain metaphysical element that mitzvos create. And if everyone is involved in a mitzvah, the entire sviva is affected. And if there's something that's tragic, that happens close to great tzaddikim, maybe it means they're not on the right level. Like the Gemara talks about, one of the Amoram got it, were, uh, one of the Tanam were upset at another one. He says, how could this have happened? We're within your dollar, within your three mil. If there was a city that in the environs of the city, in the suburbs of the city, something like this happened, this tragedy happened, they have to take responsibility because maybe they're not on the level to merit that divine protection in the radius of that, of that city. Because it must be their actions are, are on the level. And he quotes the story I just mentioned in Makas Yudalef. Within three parsos of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, a lion ate someone, and Elio didn't come to him for three days. Why not? Because Elio says, if this tragedy happened within your parsos, it must be that you're not on the level. So three days he didn't come. I'm talking about people, Elio and Navi. But that's the message. The message is that. The divine protection based on tzaddikim. 
Line 40. Even if somebody's far away, the tzaddik will protect. Now we get to our connection. It's amazing if you think about it. Yosef thinks to himself, my father sent me to Shechem, to my brothers. Was, what, did he realize that they hated me? Of course he did. He said, I'm ready. Didn't Yosef, right? Didn't Yosef realize that he was getting into trouble by going to the desert and going away from his father, the only person that protect that, that could protect him? So what was he doing? Says Rabbi Yosef Nechemia, just to the right. That's the next column. So Yosef says, it's all about Egla Rufa. Egla Rufa means if there's a tzaddik, there's divine protection all around. Yosef is telling Yaakov, I knew, I know you are the tzaddik Yisodolam. And therefore I felt protected throughout the entire sojourn and the entire going down to Mitzrayim. And I'm protected here too. That's why he went to Shechem, because he knew Yosef, Yaakov was around. He knew he had nothing to worry about. He was saved. Maybe because of Yaakov. That's the message. Yaakov. I know you had the protect you protected me all this time. That's the message of Egla Rufa. And that's what Yosef was telling Yaakov in convincing him that he was still obeyed Bitsitka. Okay, two other quick ideas before we finish for the evening. One is from Rabbeinu Bachai. This is the Ha'ara. Rabbeinu Bachai. When Yosef presents his brothers to Paro, he says, they are shepherds. Baha'anashimro ate zone. Says Rabbeinu Bachai. You say this about many com- uh, people in the Torah. Line 3. Why do so many, sh- why the Shvatim and so many other personalities in Tanakh chose shepherding as their umnis? umnis Two points. One practically. Because you get shearings, you get chalav milk, you get babies. Profitable. Profitable. Doesn't need such a gear rabba. I don't know if you'd ask the shepherds this, but you know, you let him you let him go. Number one, but on a practical level. But number two, more importantly, On a more Kabbalistic level, the Shvatim did it because they knew maybe in the back of their minds. And if they didn't know, their mazel knew that they were going down to Egypt where they worshipped sheep. And therefore, they took this umnis so that that could be an eye in the sore and that could irk and create you know, everything that was created in, in the story in Mitzrayim later. But that's number two on a more Kabbalistic level. But the third idea is that because being a shepherd gives you a lot of time alone with God. And that's why Hevel was a shepherd. And that's why Moshe was a shepherd. And Shmuel, and Shaul, and David. Because you have a lot of time to be alone. And to meditate, and to think about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's why they were all Ro'im. We spoke a couple of years ago about Halakim HaRo'e Osi. Next week's Parsha, Yaakov says to, uh, to Paro, but this is Rabbeinu Bachai about shepherding. One final point for the evening. As we started off by saying, this is the first night in the post-Chanukah era on the Jewish calendar. We think about it. You know, now we have, uh, we have a long, we have a while till the next uh, Chag. The lights of Chanukah obviously have to shine for us. But the Medrash tells us maybe it's it's not a coincidence. Dafka in this week's parsha, the Chavetz Chaim relates to it. Source eleven. When Yaakov Avinu was on his way down and he stops and he gets the vision from God on his way down. Hashem says, I'm going down with you and I'm going up with you. Wherever a Jew is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there. Says the Gemara in Megillah. Wherever Yisrael are, the Shechin is there. Hashem Imo Bitzaraso. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always there throughout every tzara, nationally and personally. Skip down. We feel lost. We feel that there's so much craziness in the world around us and there's so much hatred and there's so much difficulties all over the world. We have to make sure not to have Yeyush. Yeyush is, as the Kutzker says, Shalom Das. That we're not thinking properly. We just have to keep coming back to God and back to God. In the Tzaris, Hashem is even there closer. He's holding our hands. Though sometimes it feels like Hester upon him. Anochi ereid imcha mitzrayma, ba'anochi a'alcha gamalo. Hashem promises Yaakov, Yaakov the prototype, the Av, our Av, that went into Gullus, which we're still suffering from today. Hashem is with us. Now, as we get into the time of year with the longest nights and the darkest nights, and the Zman HaChoref, always remember the words of the Chavetz Chaim and the words of Yaakov Avinu. Anochi ereid imcha mitzrayma, ba'anochi a'alcha gamalo. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, we will uh, continue next week with the last parsha in Sefer Bracious.